must be fermented somehow. It's just fermented cane sugar and seltzer. It's just it's basically Topo Chico and sugar. It's beer. What is beer by definition? Um, it's just like a fermented beverage. Well, so is liquor. Liquor. Well, liquor's not fermented. Yes, it is. Vodka is fermented potatoes. Potatoes going potate. Um, grapes are, or wine is fermented grapes. Yeah, that's true. I think all alcohol is alcohol is maybe that it's carbonated. What? <laughs> Welcome to our spoopy podcast. It was a strength that <laughs> the, the other side upside down. <laughs> You're a dumb bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been sitting for seven and a half hours, and I'm so excited to sit for probably two, four. two and or three hours. <laughs> And then I'm going to go home, and then I'm going to fall asleep and be laying down. LOL. It's going to be hell on my lower back, but it's fine. What isn't hell on my lower back nowadays? Uh, what? That's what she said. I think yeah, I, was, I think there was an innuendo in there somewhere on accident. Wait, in your end, though. In- hey. Ooh. <laughs> whoa, that whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> if I you had one of those that. bow ties that spun, <laughs> that's why I would push the button. <laughs> that would be the perfect part for that oh my so, god i should wear a bow tie to mike michael's wedding that's in three weeks should i get a bow tie why is he getting married so quickly what when did he get engaged uh oh i guess this is a bachelor like party right? yeah. engagement party no yeah <laughs> i was like shit i think he got engaged in february question mark i don't know because i don't ask that many questions oh <laughs> well have you met his fiance yeah we've met her several times i like her yeah, she, she, this one that you said really likes you for whatever reason. Yeah, well, I'm technically both my, both her and uh, Alex's new girlfriend. Um, they both were like, oh, I want to meet him. And I was like, why? Because <laughs> they don't have gays yeah. in shirts. <laughs> Is that a thing? Are they allowed? What well, are she's those? from, she's from the, uh, nit- the 90s. Not the Middle East. The <laughs> She's from New England. I said the Middle East. She's from New England. Oh, um, those are really close. Yeah, apparently. Um, and I mean, I feel like they should have gays up there too. Um, it depends on where I imagine. Or Connecticut. 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 Uh, I don't know. I've only driven through Connecticut. Why? To get to New Brunswick. Why? Because we drove from Houston to New Brunswick. Oh, garbage! <laughs> it was trash. Such a long trip. Yeah. I complain about being in the car. I'm going to go try and visit my family in Colorado. I was in the car for three days. Yeah. Did you, like, stop or did you guys just Yeah, we going? stopped oh, at okay. night. Because we drive to Colorado from, excuse me, San Antonio sometime, or we used to. Um, and that was, like, a 14-hour drive. It was miserable. We'd have to, like, wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, leave by 5, and then we'd get there by the time the sun was, sun was setting. It was awesome. Ew. <clears throat> yeah. I exactly. think it was if if you were to nonstop from here to New Brunswick, I think it's a full day, like twenty four hours. Oh, gross. See, I I might just like bite the bullet and do that. <laughs> just to get there. I don't know. Would you do that? For a full day? No, I'd crash my car. Yeah, probably. If I had multiple drivers, maybe. No, yeah. I mean you're not driving yourself. That's a long ass drive. And then also on top of that, like once you get there, you're all like ex- excited about the trip getting there, and then you have to Drive all the way home. Yep. That's, that would be the hell part. Oh, yes. Maybe I would stop along the way. 
Especially if you're driving that far, you'd stop in like New York City and you know. Why would you stop in New York City? I don't fucking know the route to get to from here to New Brunswick. One day and ten hours. <laughs> oh god. So, so you're thirty-four looking, hours. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I'd extend that. Yeah, I lied. Uh, okay, so welcome to our spooky podcast <laughs> where welcome we talk about podcast. our spooky stuff. <laughs> where we talk about whatever Gay we stuff. want <laughs> because it's our podcast <laughs> and not, not yours. yours. <laughs> Are they going to sue us for copyright? Did they co- have they copywritten that? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so sorry for the late reveal of the episode. Um, I was here in the Houston area. We had uh, a little bit of water. Just a small bit. Just, I mean. <clears throat> excuse me. Goodness. You could probably had, put it in a cup. Just a little cup. We had tropical storm slash depression slash the remainders of Imelda. Imelda. I love that Can name. we indoctrinate her into our witch coven? Imelda? Yeah. She started the witch coven. She started the bog for sure. So, that, I mean, she I has mean, to be part of the bog witch coven now. For real. Yeah. She's a, she's a spoopy bitch. She. Uh, so, the <laughs> things that I think are spoopiest, of course, you know, uh-huh. are things that can really happen and climate change. Yeah. And, and Imelda is a product happen. of climate change. I mean, she full on just came out of nowhere, came through Houston, and everyone was like, oh my God, freak out. And that was on Tuesday. And then sure enough, they were like, everything's going to be closed on Wednesday. Everything's going to flood, be it, whatever. Stay so, home. I mean, even my boss, like, he canceled. Uh, I mean, everything was canceled. And sure enough, nothing happened on when Barely anything happened on when, here. Happened in, on Wednesday. Poor Beaumont was just going to be hammered. Um, and then sure enough, on Thursday, I was like, oh, look at that rainstorm coming back towards us. That's not really anything. Sure enough, fucking flooded. The entire parking lot of uh, Floor Coverings International was completely underwater. Um, I mean, it was terrible, terrible. And then I had to yep. drive home. It took me an hour and a half to try and maneuver around. Uh, I <clears throat> weathered the storm here. <laughs> Stayed in one spot. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I watched uh, The Ring, yeah. and I played video games. <laughs> Sounds like a good start. Well, that's what on Wednesday night, I mean, when we were supposed to, because we typically record on Wednesdays, when we were supposed to record, it started to downpour again, especially because we were having a guest, too, and it was raining really hard on uh, their side of town as well. And so it was like, oh, man, something's happening. Um, and so we just canceled recording and stuff. And then we were like, oh, we'll just record on Thursday. It's not supposed to be as bad, you know, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, the fucking storm came back and just sat over the top of us. So that's cool. Fucking bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry for the late podcast. It's fine. Um, we're we're going to be, what, a day late? Um, a couple hours. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah. So let's get into some spoopy things. Oh, let's do it. Let's jump in. Um, so you went first last time. So it's I'll go first. It's your turn, yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm going to continue because... Uh, I was talking to my mom about uh, healthcare, healthcare serial killers. Whenever I was back home two weeks ago, um, and she was HSKs. like, "HSKs, what? HCSKs? HCSKs, yes." Um, and she was like, "Hey, did you ever hear about this one?" And so I'm going to go with a hometown murder. Ah! You excited? Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be fun. Um, we have to go over our theme. Oh, um, it was so <laughs> you. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yours is a hometown. Mine is about a mother. Ooh. So I made, I was going to make something that was more close to what my mom's favorite food is, but mm-hmm. I decided on this because I wanted Alfredo today. Um, so we had salmon, 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 salmon Alfredo, uh-huh. but we were supposed to have salmon pe- rice pilaf. Oh, okay. 
because it's my mom's favorite food. What Although is she a said, rice pilaf? I don't even know fancy food terms. I'm just like, this is rice. It's rice with stuff in it. <laughs> wow. Like peppers and... What? Oh, then you said different gays. I'm like, what does that mean? How dare you? <laughs> you can't just compare gays, Thomas. All gays are special, okay? All gays are equal. Okay. All Ooh. gays are special except a couple that we know. You know, I just realized, sorry, this, we were talking about this off the podcast. Um, Drag Race UK starts like in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> and we haven't gotten the promo yet. Yeah. We're just so entrenched in Dragula. Dragula right now. So, Shit. <laughs> did you watch the promo yet? Not yet, no. I've been waiting for Dragula stuff. <laughs> mm, I've watched it. I haven't written anything about, yeah. written anything about it. it. Um, so maybe we can do that Wednesday. Wednesday. When do you have five hours? <laughs> <laughs> can you just carve out five hours of your time? We're going to do <laughs> Dragula We're just gonna do it all. episode five. We're going to do <laughs> Drag Race UK promo and go from there. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I just want to get everything all done. Yeah, all, all of it. Just get it all out of the way. Instead so, of recording like five podcasts a week. <laughs> for fucking real. That I thought that be... one week that we did three in I one know. week, I was like, oh my God. Now imagine doing more than that. Here we are. Here we are. Um, so yes, healthcare, is that where? Yeah. yeah healthcare H- serial H-CS killers. Case. Here we go. Um, so I had done Dr. Dunge. I did Dr. Shipman. Um, and now I'm going to go with... Nurse Janine Jones, Ugh. also known as AKA Angel of Death. Oh, <laughs> I've heard of her. Well, I've heard the, the term Angel of Death. Yeah, I'm but I sure think the Angel the of one. Death, whenever I Googled it, it refers to uh, Dr. Mendelev uh, in um, Nazi Germany. Yes, that one. Um, so, Angel of Death of San Antonio, I guess, is a better like descriptor for her. Um, so, Janine Jones was born on July 13th of 1950. Uh, she was adopted by a nightclub owner and his wife. There's not much about her early life um, at all, living with a nightclub owner and his wife, so I can't like blame any tumultuous, tumultuous, tumultuous? Tarantulas. Tarantulas. Tarantulas relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, they got lots of legs. Tra- <laughs> There's a lot of legs of that relationship. Um, it's like a family tree. They just, you know, go in all different directions. But they're hairy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And poisonous. Well, I mean, that's me, too. I'm hairy and poisonous as well. Ooh. 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 Check, check. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Oh, <sighs> you hear the bubbles? Yeah, I love that. Oh, awesome. It's my favorite part. Mm. Black so she's from Shirts? Oh, yeah. She's from so San Antonio. She's not from Shirts. She's from San Antonio. Um, well, she's... I don't know where she's from. That's the thing. Is like I was Googling a lot of different things about her early life, and... Not much came up, so I can't like delve into be like, this is who she was as a person. Uh, uh, uh. In the third grade, yeah. she had a pet rabbit. Exactly. I mean, I like we, it, yeah, I couldn't find much of like her way back throwback kind of thing, throwback Thursday. Um, so I just kind of went with whatever I had there. Um, so yeah, her early life, uh, she began working as a beautician before going to nursing school in the late 70s. Um, Jones was married to her high school sweetheart between uh, 1968 and 1974, having one child with him during this time. The relationship ended in divorce, uh, where they reconciled their differences three years later and then had another child. They never got remarried. Um, uh, I think it's not funny when people do that. Why? They're like, hey, let's be friends again. No. We're divorced. <laughs> I hate you now. Yeah. But 
Come on over. Come on over. Let's let's fuck again. Let's see what happens. Oh well. I always wonder, like, what is, what what's happening here? Like, why why is this happening? Oh, sorry. We don't have perfect parents like you guys. Your parents stay together, married forever. Thomas, are you mad? I feel like you're mad. I'm not coming after your parents. I'm coming after your parents. Did you parents. get born after your parents got divorced? Is that why you're mad? No. Why are you mad? No, th- what did I, what I just say? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? No, I mean that they were together. They had a child, got divorced, then had another child. That's what we're discussing. We're not disqu- discoursing. Um... Well, we, we are discourse. Yeah, we are. This is quite a bit of discourse right now. Thomas is mad. Really? Thomas, are we fighting? I feel like we're always fighting. Yes. So our peanut gallery is mad at us. Um, <laughs> we don't anyways. have any peanuts here. Wait, he's our our boss. Are we supposed to be like nice to him? Is he gonna fire us? I can make him look stupid on his podcast. So. <laughs> like, do you like your little sounds? <laughs> I am a stupid bitch. <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. Mm. Um, so yeah, shout out to Economy Works. <laughs> Do you need help finding marketing professionals in your area? Call Thomas because he's mad at us. So <laughs> please make when, a distraction for us. When we work, Thomas gets mad at us. <laughs> when, when we work, <laughs> the economy, economy works. works. How's that for a commercial? We like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's Thomas approved. There we go. Um, where was I? I had literally like three sentences and I'm already lost. Oh, okay. Child together. Okay. Uh, <laughs> early career. We made it in. We're, we're there. Um, she began her nursing career in 1977. Uh, I don't know if that's when she went to school or when she actually started um, like work for nursing. I don't know. What, what did nurses do? Nurse. Um, so in May... Uh, between May and December of 1981, Jones was working at the Bear County Hospital in San Antonio. Who wants to spell Bear? B. Oh, is it? It's the B E X A R. Yeah, B E X A R. Bear Bayhar County, uh, because white people took that over and you know made it. And they were thing. like X because it should be B E J A R. Bayhar, um, and everyone's like Bear because white people can't say. Hispanic words. <laughs> the letter X makes a ha noise. Doesn't? What's In what the, language? Oaxaca? Oh. In Spanish? Oh. Anyways. <laughs> In Latin Spanish? Okay. Is that Waxahachie? Oaxaca? Oaxaca. Oh. X-O-C-X-O-C-A-C-A? Oaxaca? I don't know. Anyways, Bear County. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bear County Hospital in San Antonio. Uh, during this time frame, babies began dying at alarming rates from cardiac arrest and runaway bleeding. Babies, little tiny infants. Runaway bleeding. What's runaway that? bleeding. So hemorrhaging. Okay. Um, hemorrhaging. Hemorrhaging that cannot be stopped. Um, so as many as twenty babies had died, most under the care of Janine Jones. Um, a panel comprising of experts from the U.S. and Canada uh, was created to begin a series of inquiries into these infants' death. They were like, um, you got a lot going on here. Why is this happening? Like, these kids come in, and they're typically fine. Now they're all dying. Why is that? Let's find out. Um, so they all were like, mm, let's observe, see what's happening. And they found nothing. They were like, uh, we're not able to reach a final recommendation 
Um, so we're just going to fire all the nurses. All of them are gone. So we can't say anything. Uh, there were two nurses that were the same like level as Janine and another lady. And the, the other lady was like, Janine is killing these children. Why are you guys being dumb? Like, I don't understand like what you're saying. And they were just like, mm, I'm just going to fire everyone. Mm, that's fine. Um, the same hospital, we will come to find out that in 1983 or 84, um, disposed of 4,000 pounds of medical records. 4,000 pounds of medical records. That's um, a lot. So, well, yeah, but we'll find out why in just a second. Um, so her next appointment uh, after being at the uh, Bear County Hospital in San Antonio was in the Kerr County Clinic, which is in Kerrville, um, 60 miles north of San Antonio. Uh, so localities of Texas podcast. So it's in between <laughs> there and Austin? Uh, no, no. Um, up I-35 when it goes from, or I'm sorry, I-10 when it goes north to south. Oh yeah, so it goes up to Kerrville. Don't your Thomas's family lives in Bernie, so Kerrville's uh, further north. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yes. So with the, so she would this was run by Dr. Kathleen Holland. Uh, within months, of course, children began experiencing breathing problems there. Um, in August, in August and September of 1982. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The next word. The next word is seven. So I was trying to say next, eight, 1987, uh, 1982, seven children suffered seizures at Dr. Holland's clinic. Um, this aroused a lot of suspicion at the Kerrville Hospital uh, where the children had been treated. So they were taken. Oh, shit. That's fresh. That is fresh. There was uh, a lot of bubbles in that. Yeah, that was. It's kind of spilled over. That was the first time I've seen that happen. Um, so these children suffered these seizures at the clinic. Um, and then it's a pediatric clinic. And then they were taken to the hospital because they were like, why are these children having seizures at this clinic? They've never had problems with seizures before. Like, How old are these children? Uh, most of them are infants. But uh, at this point, I think some of them range up to the age of seven, I believe. Maybe. That's something I should have written. Now you're calling me out for my research. You guys do that on less I mean, have you, stuff. Did you go to college? Do you know what research <laughs> yeah. is? Oh, Melissa. Remember yeah. when we tried to get her to be a guest and she... And you were a bitch. Yeah. And she was like, oh, fine. Well, I'm not going to come then. Well, Except she didn't. And she just didn't do any research and then didn't answer her phone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Texas two days ago, and was like, hey, I miss y'all. I'm like, did you die? <laughs> <laughs> Where have you been? She's getting beaten by her boyfriend again. Her boyfriend doesn't live here. Yes, oh, he her ex-boyfriend. I'm sorry. The ex-boyfriend. That may be her boyfriend again. Did you? I don't know. Did, oh, you're making it rumors. Well, <laughs> stay tuned to find out. <laughs> She'll never hear this anyway. She, she doesn't fucking to listen. It. Goddamn bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. <gasps> GD bitch. <laughs> you stop calling your friends bitches. <laughs> no. I don't think I've ever called you by your name. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Just Zippy, bitch. Zippy. Hey, fat bitch. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this uh, there was suspicion at the Kerrville Hospital. Um, where the children had been treated, and it wasn't until 14-month-old Chelsea McClellan was brought in for her mumps and measles vaccines that anything was ever discovered. So this is now most likely around 30 people who had been um, affected by this as of right now, and uh, no one was like, um, maybe um, we should talk about that. Um, where are all these dead kids coming from? <laughs> where are all these chill dead children coming from? <laughs> Why are they here? Um... So Jones was the one who gave her her first injection for vaccines, which vaccines are very normal things, um, which resulted in an immediate seizure. 
this child started having a seizure right after she gave her the injections. And so they were like, let's fucking take her to the hospital. Like, this child, what what is happening? What if the kid was just faking him because she didn't like shots? She's 14 months old. I don't think she knows how to fake things at that point. What baby do you know that likes shots? She could be really She could have just been crying. Why would she have a seizure? Because she's crafty. I'm just kidding. That sounds like my nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like peas. <laughs> Seizure. <laughs> Gone. So while en route to the hospital for treatment, the baby began cardiac arrest and died. <gasps> I bet you feel really shitty, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> so she's really faking it. She's still faking it to this day. <laughs> I got these I people. Got she's like <laughs> <laughs> surviving off of rainwater and like, Dirt. <laughs> so she can be like, come back out later, years later, be like, surprise. <laughs> what, 40 years later now? <laughs> uh, Hollywood tonight. <laughs> Baby Jessica. Where is she now? She, she just, Chelsea McClellan just came out of her grave. Zombies. <laughs> oh my God. That would start a zombie, like, craze, like crazy. If someone gets buried and, like, comes up months later, oh my God, that would be the best. I'm There's find a way to do stories that. of that. Mm-mm. From a long time ago. They would bury people before they were dead. Yeah. Because they didn't understand comas. Oh. And so they'd bury them alive. And then they would exhume the bodies and there'd be like scratch marks on the top of the uh, the coffin. So they invented this system to where there's a bell in your coffin and you pull the pull bell. Pull it to see if you were still alive? Up top. Oh my God, that's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then you're gonna be excited for. Um, maybe I can associate with the, this one. I love like crazy like history health health history things because it just like baffles me. Because my topic for not ne- next week but the week after um, has to do with something that we've already discussed and we're always confused by radiation therapy. No, we that happens nowadays. Uh, using jewels. No, remember when we talked about the discussion of. Oh, it's Excuse me. Thomas is chewing. Oh, crumching. Can you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> He's got metal teeth. Yeah. <laughs> He's like a robot. He's a fucking wood grinder. <laughs> uh, no, I want to talk about the history of lobotomies. Oh, my God. Rose Kennedy. Yeah, I know. That's, I'm excited about to, to dive into that one as well. That's what I named my dog after. Rose Kennedy. Yeah. You named him after the president? Yeah. Or Rose Kennedy. Both. Is it because he acts insane? So he had a lobotomy? He did have a lobotomy. <laughs> okay. They went through sense. his nose, though. Oh, okay. So now he's just like, so. It's like, I'm just really chill right now, except... Did you hear that noise? <laughs> because I didn't. I just made it up. Yes, that's exactly right. No, because you don't have an Apple phone, and I make Thomas turn off his ringer. Mm. But the Apple phone ding... Makes for, like, a text message wild. makes him go fucking bonkers. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh God. He's like, hold me. It's worse than fan clacks. Was, fan clacks are understandable because my dog is also afraid of him. So I Well, he's not. Yeah, the fan clacks, he doesn't like it, but yeah. he won't come and try to cuddle you. No, like, he's like, oh, need to be held <laughs> right like, now. What is this ding? The two things, that, the two sounds that get Bailey like that are... Uh, thunderstorms and any thunder like on the the tv you can hear one roll of thunder as like a fake thing immediately she's like i'm gone i'm out peace and you won't see her for another three hours um we were watching tv two nights ago maybe mm -hmm. and they had an apple phone ding on the television and it still set the dog yeah oh god i'm scared 
I love whenever Kendall comes over because he has his like ding on. He always forgets to turn it off, and immediately he dings it. <laughs> Kenny's like, <gasps> "What's going on?" <laughs> I have to say, it. Tell him every time, turn your fucking ringer off. The world is on fire. He's like, "Oh, I was just expecting a call." So, <laughs> from Waterburger. Whataburger and his antics. Areolas. If you want to hear about Kendall's Whataburger antics, is he going to actually put him on like Instagram or Twitter or something like that? He needs to do that because they he are... puts them on Facebook. I know he does, but he can't have all of our listeners add him on Facebook. Ah, uh, like he would. I think he's writing a book about him too. Is he really? Mm-hmm. Is he adding him all in the book? Probably. That'd be funny. I'd buy it. He's trying to. Yeah, I'm sure Whataburger would help him sell it. Who's well, that know. author that he's trying to mimic? David Sedaris. David Sedaris. I knew that because I listened to your last week's episode and he talked about how his favorite artist is, or I'm sorry, author is David, David Sedaris, Sedaris, which I also love Amy Sedaris. So there's that. They were both guests on RuPaul's Drag Race. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember Amy Sedaris. I don't remember David Sedaris. They were on the same episode. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't know what David Sedaris looks And they, like. they were all advertising their books, remember? When they all, like every single person held up a book. Even RuPaul and Michelle Visage and Carson Kressley. I don't remember what he held up, but it was something dumb. It was probably the joy of baking. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Look at me being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been gay? Do you want to know how? Let me tell Read you. my new book. <laughs> Just get some lit fillers and it'll be fine. <laughs> You're a Dumb Bitch by Spencer Smith. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a book that you would title. Mm-hmm. Self-titled. <laughs> my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> a Dumb Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, baby. Or no, dying. I would spell it bitch, oh. but it would be B I C T H. B I B I C T A. He would be like, um, did you mean to do that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you bix. <laughs> bix. <laughs> um, babies die at this point. <laughs> so yeah, okay. This child was in the hospital, going to the hospital, and died of cardiac arrest. Um, so at this point. They were like, um, you just gave that child a vaccine or what we thought was a vaccine and the baby died. So you What's probably shouldn't work here anymore. So they fired her. Um, so solid, solid decision. Yeah. They fired her and were like, we're also going to send this up to the medical board and be like, Hey, what's up? Grand jury investigation is now on your, your, uh, your tail. So news immediately started to rush in, uh, after this gar- garnered lots of attention in San Antonio. Uh, my parent. I asked both my parents, and my dad remembers this. My mom remembers the story as the aftermath, but she was like, "I don't watch news. I've never watched news. You know, this has never been a thing." I'm like, "Mom, if we're gonna have hometown murders, you need to watch these things." <laughs> Forty years ago. Lol. <laughs> okay, thirty years ago. I want. Don't want to call my sister out for being too old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move. Don't look at Thomas <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so this was in the early 80s. So this is a long, long, long time ago. Did you say the early 80s? Yeah. Oh, that's when they had like pterodactyls. Yeah. Back when wow. the dinosaurs were roamed the house. Roamed the house. They were inside of the house. Yeah. They were more like life-sized. Yeah. Just tiny little. Yeah. Tiny little dinosaurs. And then it we was really them. a gecko, but. Yeah. But it's fine. You know. My brother had a gecko when he was younger. Why? <laughs> I don't know. They're not fun. You want to know what her name was? Wait. Gina. No. I just love that my family is terrible at naming dogs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Naming animals, period. Except for our dogs. That's what I was trying to say. Because my hamster was named Mousy. Uh, my little brother wa- had a hamster after me and wanted to name it Mousy Jr. 
because he couldn't come up with anything else. I don't remember what the, the mouse's name was. <laughs> he just liked your hamster so much. He yeah. Wanted another he wanted hamster. to be like me. It was fine. Ew. And then he turned out straight, and I'm like, what? <laughs> you a- missed the main part. <laughs> you missed the main part of who I am as a person, okay? Um, he named- <laughs> My personality is gay and white claw. Yeah, that's it. That's honestly it. You should have known that 20 years ago. Before when- they invented white claw. Exactly. Before white claw was a thing. Um, he named her Lizzie. Because mm. she's a lizard. After McGuire. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's, yeah, that's exactly what he did. Well, uh, here, you're splitting years... hairs again of being a difference between a gecko and a lizard, just like crows and crackles. Or hamster and a mouse. I called her a mouse, and she was a it's Chinese a, dwarf hamster. It's a rodent. Yep. So are you. We call you Spencer. <laughs> Listen to me, you fucking piece of trash. Go get in the goddamn can before I start the incinerator. You can't call my favorite hamster a rodent, okay? You, she lived for five years. They're only supposed to live for like two. Oh my god, I saw this meme today of this girl. She was like, shout out to my mom back when I was ten years old and my goldfish of three years died. And I never had taken a picture with him. So she made her take a picture with the dead goldfish! <laughs> And her face is, she's like tear stained, and she's like, <laughs> Goldfish is dead. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, why did you do that? I actually have plenty of pictures of Mousy because my mom knew that I loved the hamster. I like legitimately would hold her and like take her out and like put her on the dog, and like there's pictures of her and our dog at the time, Ripley, together. Um, I mean, we got lots of pictures of her. Anyways. <laughs> Yeah, so a, babies die. So <laughs> back to the podcast. Um, welcome to my podcast. Shut uh, the fuck up. <laughs> so uh, news started that. Now we start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're half an hour in. Okay. <laughs> that was a lot of banter. Okay. <laughs> About your mouse. Yeah. And uh, people dying. <laughs> now my real topic. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so yeah, a bunch of news reports started to rush in that people were like, oh my God, I've seen that lady. I know that lady. And my child died too. Like, this is ridiculous. This is not fair. Um, so then 42 different baby deaths came under. What happened? What is the noise? Oh, the car? I guess so. Anyways, um, as many as 40. <laughs> this entire. The, the past 30 minutes have been just like. What's Distraction. The, what's happening? <laughs> um, 42 baby deaths came under investigation. Uh, so Dr. Holland discovered an open bottle. Dr. Holland is the person who hired. Um, Janine Jones. Janine Jones. Uh, Dr. Holland discovered an open bottle of succinylcholine. Um, you want to spell that? Succinylcholine? Mm-hmm. T-I-D-E. Tide Pods. Oh. She injected them with Tide Pods, right? No, that's not. Oh. Uh, succinylcholine is... Um, so she discovered an open bottle of succinyl, succinylcholine with needle holes, uh, which is a powerful paralytic to skeletal muscles. You know what's very important? Skeletal, Skeletal muscle. muscles, mm-hmm. um, which also control breathing. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Skeletal that muscles are kind sense. of like muscles that are. Um, so your lungs are a muscle that you can choose to breathe from, but also they are considered um, non. Um, fuck, what's the word? Muscles. They're basically muscles that you can't choose. If they are functioning organ. or not. Like your your heart, your liver, you know, things like that. Those are, well, that's an organ. Your heart's a muscle. Anyways, your lungs are part of that. Um, so you can't really choose if they're working or not. You, even though you can hold your breath, they still will start working again 
at some point you pass out i'll start working again anyways mm-hmm. um so skeletal muscles are kind of part of that if i understand that correctly well, what are the other ones called exoskeleton muscles no they're like organs and um what's the word there it's like a a choice it's basically another word for choice muscles like you're, you're moving your arm that's a, a muscle that you can choose to move essentially um so yeah anyways so skeletal muscles also control the breathing and so then tiny infants when they can't breathe they start to freak out of course their anxiety shoots through the roof and they begin cardiac arrest uh because i mean when you and i stop breathing we're like oh god i'm choking and we have a a means of you know telling people infants can't do that and so basically all these children were dying from heart attacks uh because they were freaking out because they don't they couldn't breathe um and they couldn't do anything or say anything because they were tiny infants that didn't know words um so jones was indicted with a charge involuntary involuntary there you go i don't know why i couldn't think of that voluntary and involuntary muscles <laughs> um so jones was indicted with a charge uh for murdering chelsea mcclellan and was later charged with injuring another patient named Rolando Santos, um, a small child that she injected with heparin, which is an anticoagulant, and that began uh, causing serious hemorrhaging. So, like, nonstop bleeding because they couldn't stop bleeding. Um, so, they the entire time they were like, why did this lady murder these children? Like, I don't understand why that she was involved in this. Like, it's a weird why. They were looking for a motive. And so they the um, prosecution was like, it's her ego. Because she wanted to be the quote-unquote hero and save the children's lives after injecting them. Because she was the only one who knew what happened. She was like, I'm going to inject them with these this poison, essentially. I'm going to poison them. And try and bring them back to life and be like, look, I'm amazing. I saved this child's life. Like, look at me. I'm great. Uh, so the nurses that worked with her also remembered her uh, discussing San Ant- a lot, discussing a lot um, San Antonio's need for a pediatric intensive care unit or units, multiple. Um, so she basically there was the, the motive, the idea that she was making these kids sick just so she could be like, yeah, this is why we need an intensive kid care unit. Like we have to go there because I think she wanted to get paid more. And working at an intensive care unit, you'd get paid more. Hmm. Um, and so that's what I assume was her motive. She has not spoken about that. Um, She's still alive. She is still alive. So she admitted to making the kids sick to prove her point. So she did, uh, she did admit to saying like, yes, we do need intensive care units, but she hasn't said anything about like, this is the kids I killed, like blah, blah, blah. Um, She has never told her story. Uh, So in 1985, she was sentenced to 99 years in prison for the the death of Chelsea McClellan, later sentenced to 60 additional years for nearly killing Rolanda Santos. Um, An old law to prevent prison overcrowding in San Antonio at the time allowed her uh, to be up for release after one third of her time was served, which comes to 2017. So she was sentenced to... 99 years for the first death. And so they were like, oh, well, under this law, when you were first sentenced, you only have to serve 33 years of your 99-year sentence. Uh, So she was up for release in 2017. So to avoid this, uh, she was indicted for another death of the 11-month-old Joshua Sawyer. Uh, The district attorney also stated that other charges are very open to be filed against her for all of the other deaths of all of the other children. So she's like, if your child was killed underneath Janine Jones, please come on down. Like I will 
happily. Never get, yeah, no. she's like, I'm going to make sure that's not happening. So in April of tw- uh, 2018, a judge in San Antonio denied her request to dismiss the five new murder charges against her. <laughs> so, um, why would she try? Like, she's going to get them removed. Yeah, I don't. She, she's like trying to. She's up for parole like all the time, and she's always like, "Oh, I'm you know, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get out." And she keeps applying, and the judge every single time is like, "No." No, no. And they like they now have five new murder charges against her, which I can only imagine at least one or two of them are going to be, you know, actually proven true. true. Um, and so they're going to be like, okay, well, you're staying there. Even right now, so it sucks for killing babies. So overall, Jones only had two confirmed deaths uh, for which that she was held responsible for. Uh, but the total of children's during her five-year career as a nurse could be over 50, I'm sorry, 60 infants, toddlers, and children that she poisoned. So we have no idea how many people that she injected. Um, we have no idea how far it went. I um, mean, we, we talked about the 42 cases um, in the Bear County Hospital um, that people are like, yeah, I think she probably killed all these kids uh, that we don't know. Um, so that's fun. And because on top of that, kind of what I mentioned earlier, we may never know how many people she killed at the, uh, Bear County hospital that she worked at for the longest period of time because they They burned, burned, they got rid of all of their 4,000 pounds of medical records. So Hmm. before, because of this, they found out that she was a part of it. And I don't know if there was like what law it's Texas. We have all sorts of fucked up laws all the time. At least we're not Florida, but we have (laughs) fucked up pretty close. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I can only imagine they were like, Mm, so we're getting in trouble. Burn it all. Light on fire. We're done. So, uh, so yeah, there's that. So they burned 4,000 pounds of medical records, uh, and I believe it was 1984, 1985, whenever she was first charged or uh, something along those lines before she was actually sentenced. Um, they were like, oh, well, we don't know anything. So, mm. Well, they'd probably get sued, too. Yeah. It, they should. Yeah. They allowed this to happen without any inquiries. Well, okay. They did have an inquiry, but they didn't find any positive proof. So that's their fault for not... Investing, yeah, looking further and trying to stop that. So, yeah. So that's Janine Jones. She was a baby killer. She's a bitch. Yeah, exactly. So she was the angel of death that would come in and take the little kids away from us. You know what else is a bitch? What? When you can't find people to do jobs. Oh, I hate that. I hate that too. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> did you know that the unemployment rate was under four percent? Oh, I did not. How know that. would you not find people to do your job? I know there's that? no one out there. So. <laughs> If you're trying to hire someone, then you probably already know that because yeah. Yeah, uh, you're having trouble finding quality candidates. Ooh. You don't want just anybody. No, you need good good candidates. You don't you don't need Sandra from down downstairs. Is she the one that yells at cars? She, ju- <laughs> that's her talent. Let okay. me tell you about what she really does oh, at three in the morning. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, don't have time, energy, or the resources resources to hire? Mm-hmm. Economy Works is ready to help you write job descriptions. Find candidates, Ooh. review resumes, oh, yeah. and phone screen candidates. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Let Economy Works Talent Network help you do more with less. Woo! Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out more at economyworks.com. That's economy, E-C-O-N-O-M-I-W-O-R-K-S. Dot com. I also love that Period you had to look C-O-M. at your. I like that you had to look at your phone to spell because I always say E O C O. There's so many O's. E O C O N O N O M I. E O C O N O M O I. Have you seen all the um, memes out there right now? They're like uh, people just walking. It's like A B C D E F G H I J K, and then it like has L M N O P and like people running. 
No. Okay. Never mind. That sounds funny. Yeah, it's, I feel like that should be storming white people Twitter soon. Uh, Almost like the storming of Area 51. <gasps> oh my God! Did you read the news? I read some things that yeah. people got arrested. Yeah, people got arrested. Like, some people dumbass. like were taking pictures. Like they, some some of the guards were apparently like super chill about it. I'm like, okay, just leave. Like, right. there were two people from Sweden that got like <laughs> arrested, and they were the Sweden's like what happened? And they're like, please let us come home. And they're like, no. And they're like, no, you fucking dumbass. Yes. <laughs> what the, sh- what the they were shit are you like, doing? Oh, these Americans. Like, let's go. This is a Swedish action, I guess. Let's go get crazy and eat, let's get uh, stuck in Area 51. I'm sure the meatballs are kind of good. They not might as good be as alien ours, meatballs. But, you know, Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So, <clears throat> I also have a baby killer. Oh my for a god! Topic. Mm-hmm. Whoa! And mine also is uh, hometownish. Shout it's out from... to our moms for taking oh. care of us and not killing us. <laughs> yeah, you had plenty of times, Kathy. Thank I know. you. <laughs> and also, looking at my nephews grow up, I'm like, how? How did how did my mom have four children and not murder any of us? <laughs> I was annoying. I cried all the time. I mean, you look at me, I'm still annoying. <laughs> well, yeah, true. I used to be worse. Surprise. Uh, <laughs> God. So, um, I'm going to talk about a local Houston case. Um, so, before I get started, mm-hmm. I do also want, to, again, to uh, stress the importance of mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, if something doesn't feel right or you're having thoughts of self-harm or public harm, please contact the National Alliance of Mental Illness or the Canadian Mental Health Association. Uh, there's help out there and you're not alone. I love that you threw the Canadian one. We have a we lot have, of Canadian listeners. And all your family. <laughs> hey, guys. Hey, you should contact the Mental Health Institute if you need Hey, on Barb. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Wait, what are all the names of the people that I am always seeing interaction? Barb. Colleen. My, Does she live in Canada too? Yeah. Okay. Everybody lives in Canada. Okay. Shout my out to Colleen. Barb, I don't know you, but. My cousin up? Colleen is lit. <laughs> my cousin Kathleen will uh, talk on a lot of posts as well. I, has she? Yeah. Ka- oh, Kathleen. Yes. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you said Catherine for some reason. I was like. What? Yeah. My mom posts on there too. Yeah, she does. <laughs> but Catherine's different, but I know your mom. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to talk about Andrea Yates. Mm. Do you know anything about Andrea I've Yates? I've actually heard her name before. I don't know anything about it because I never looked into it. I've heard her name though. So that's a start, right? So in the early 2000s, she was, it was a very uh, prominent case here mm-hmm. in Houston. Um, it shocked the nation and it, it spurred a national discussion about the rights of women and mental health of mothers. <laughs> rights of women. I know. <laughs> also, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. I'll mm-hmm. talk about it then. So uh, Andrea Yates was born as Andrea Kennedy in, her, in Houston, Texas in July of 1964. She had five brothers and sisters. Um, and she stug- struggled with her mental health most of her life. As a young person, she suffered with depression and bulimia and was referenced by one of her childhood friends as discussing attempting suicide at the age of 17. Um, so she had always had problems with mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1982, she graduated from Milby High School in Southeast Houston. Um, that's where Rudolph went to school. Oh, yeah. She said, I was like, why do I know that name? Yeah. yeah so that, that's awesome. Um, she was a class. Well, not awesome, but um, weird it's connection. Coincidence. There we go. I mean, not really. It's Houston. Oh, okay. Um, she's a class valedictorian, the swim team captain, and the treasurer in the NHS. 
Uh, she graduated from the University of Houston with a two-year pre-nursing degree and then went to UT, uh, UT School of Nursing in Houston and received her registered nurse degree. Oh, well, so we're, we both talk about nurses. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Not cool, but... Coincidental. Okay, yeah, sorry, I need to... <laughs> you need to learn words. <laughs> it's not cool. It's coincidental. It's not cool. It's warm. What? <laughs> What? Uh, from 1986 to 1994, she worked as a nurse at MD Anderson Cancer Center in the medical district. Um, and in 1989, she met Russell Rusty Yates at her apartment complex in Houston. They dated for years, and they were married in April of 1993. Yes, girl, get it. Um, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I love doing read mode on this. I've never had a use for it before now. What is... Read mode? What's the difference? Who, bitch, let me see. I thought that just means that you can't edit it. No, this. That was a shadow. <laughs> I broke your computer. It's gone now. This is, oh. So it's just full screen for Word. Yeah. You can't edit. What? Or can you? No, I can't click. No. Oh, God. And we scroll it. It oh, goes, oh, it looks like a book. It's oh my so God. much easier to read. I'm going to edit my book like this or read my book like this. How? You have a Word document of your book? Yes. How do you write books? You don't, you're not writing a book. I've written three. Books? Books. How many pages? Um, so the first one totaled 280 pages. And so I'm splitting that up right now into two different books. And the second one right now is up to 190. The or fuck? the second one that's now a third one is up to 190, which I probably need to split that one into a fourth one as well. So maybe How long have you been writing a book? Since 2007. What the shit? Never published any. You didn't know that? No. I feel like I've talked about this before. No, you've never talked oh, about this before. Okay, well. What's it about? Uh, it's a sci-fi. Oh. Ooh, it's like a post-apocalyptic. 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 Damn it. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic, yes, I got you. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about, like, I, I guess I, this came into... Have you ever watched Avatar The Last Airbender? Avatar The Last nope. Airbender. No? Well, it's kind of along those lines, kind of mixed with... Do you ever watch Teen Titans? Not Teen Titans Go. Teen Titans. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't like... I don't like superhero stuff. It's, they weren't... Well, okay, yeah, I guess they were. Um, anyways. They're defi- definitely a superhero. It's kind of a mixture of, like, all of that stuff. Um, so they all have superpowers, or not all of them, but... Some people have superpowers, and so this is like it's almost like a Star Wars esque kind of thing that we're the world ended, and we don't know why, and so we are starting after the world has ended. The world has started over again. A lot of people have superpowers, and they're trying to understand what's happening in the world, and it's kind of a mess. Wow! Yeah, I love it. Oh my god! And so then I'm going to write all of the ones now, and then we're going to go back and write the prequels. So that's cool. You are a J.R.R. Tolkien. I know. Look at me go. What the bitch. fuck is happening? You didn't know that. I'm no. Sorry. I never mentioned it. So anyways, back to baby killers. Okay. Um, <laughs> so soon after marrying, they announced to friends and family that they would seek to have as many babies as nature allowed. Were they Catholic? No. <laughs> I'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. um, they lived in a home in Friendswood and had their first child, Noah. Um, blah, blah, blah. They lived in at home. You in- have told me about her. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Uh, they lived in Texas until 1994 when Rusty was offered a job in Florida. 
So they moved into a small trailer home in Seminole, Florida, where they continued to have more children. John, born in 1995, and Paul, born in 1997. Well, they are not allowing any sort of... Uh, Time in between. Rebound. Yeah. <laughs> it was just kind of sheets in the wind. Yeah. Just come on in. <laughs> Literally. Uh, so... <laughs> Why did I say that? Damn it. I mean... <laughs> Is it true. wrong? It's true. It's what it said. So Andrea followed a devout version of Christianity that Rusty subscribed to. Rusty followed the preachings of a friend from the University of Auburn named David Warnecke. Warnecke founded the Cornerstone Christian Fellowship, a religion that stresses living simply. Warnecke claimed to have met the living Jesus when sitting out a season of college football when his mother gave him a Bible to occupy his time. Um... Warrenecki and his wife's traveled the world preaching at college campuses, sporting events, and political events. These preachings were similar to those of the Westboro Baptist Church. I was going to say, I feel like I've heard of his name, and I want to say he probably came to A&M at some point. Probably. He yeah. was very... He got around. Yeah. And he taught some stupid shit. Yeah. He still does. Yeah. Um, preaching outside these events is more of a distraction or a disturbance, however they are legal. Mm-hmm. Um, they spoke of their to their followers through video sermons, newsletters, and phone calls. According to multiple sources, they were not overly zealous in their de- devotion, um, but they did follow the religion. Um, they lived simply, um, and they had the succinct idea that women were created to serve their husbands. When you say simply, I'm imagining like Amish. Is it not quite that far? Um, with as little as possible. Sort of like a minimalist. Okay. Uh, zero trash kind of people. Okay. But not Amish. But also not like hippie. No. Like they have computers. They're like Christian hippies. Yeah. (laughs) Like think of every youth pastor who has a guitar. Yeah. Um, And dreads for some reason. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So Andrew was known by her family to to be fascinated by Warren Eckes' teaching that women's role was derived from the sin of Eve and that bad mothers who are bound for hell create bad children who also go to hell. That was like her mantra. Oh, cool. So she knew that her children were a bunch of heathens. Mm -hmm. Or thought that her children were a bunch of heathens. Yeah. Oh, cool. This is already off to a great start. We're getting there. I already see where it's going. Uh, So in 19... Derailing. It is... There's no train anymore. It's full on just... Just a boulder going down a hill. (laughs) Okay, I like that. I like that better. Um, In 1997, after Paul's birth, the family moved into a renovated bus where Andrea homeschooled the children. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, so good. During a pause, (laughs) that didn't happen. Um, So (laughs) she homeschooled the children and cared for them full time. So she's just 100% 100 of the day. With them. With babies. Just even though that she hates them. We don't know that yet. Oh, sorry. Um, Well, you mentioned... Okay, sorry. Yeah, well, she thinks that bad mothers will create bad children. How many were we up to? Four? Uh, We're at four now, yeah. Um, So they moved back to Houston in 1999. No, now they have four. They have their fourth child, Luke. Andrea's mental health continued to decline. Um, on June 16th, 1999, uh, Andrea told Rusty that he needed to come home immediately, and he found her on the bus shaking and chewing her fingers. Not her nails, her fingers. And by chewing, do you mean like just... Yeah. Or like... Yeah, like, like going at him. Oh, wow. Like, I'm... 
I'm asking is, did she break skin eating them or like? It wasn't specified, but Oof. I could imagine. Yeah. Um, her finger, or she was chewing her fingers. He calmed her down. And the very next day she attempted to commit suicide by overdosing on pills. Oh, cool. Um, she was then admitted to the hospital and prescribed an antidepressant, Zoloft. Um, following her release from the hospital, which Sp- Susie Spencer, an author who interviewed Rusty States, was because the insurance ran out. Well, okay. Well, that is still not, I don't know. She's in the hospital for a couple days. Yeah, but like there was no follow-up. Like you need to start seeing a therapist. Like you need to start doing these things. And he's like, got a job that it provides healthcare. Yeah. And as we see later, she's in the hospital for much longer. So, so then that's not. It's not true. That's not an excuse. I don't know. I, okay, so I have to divulge for a second. Um, I saw this tweet earlier. Multiple tweets about this woman who. Got super sick in, not super sick, she found a lump in her breast when she was in Iceland. And she's not Icelandic. She is not a citizen there. She was staying there for a year for like a study abroad or something like that. Uh, I don't know if it was a study abroad. It doesn't matter. There was not much backstory. But she was there for a year. Um, And she found a lump in her breast and went to the clinic, or no, called the clinic and the clinic, or no, called a doctor. And the doctor was like, you need to go to a cancer center. She's like, do I need a referral? And they're like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know what that means. And like, I mean, the healthcare system here in America is so fucked up that it's just like everyone it's, it's designed to make money for everyone. It's yeah. all like a, a cash cow that everyone's like, make as much money as possible. Like you need to go to this doctor. Oh, oh well I can't do that to, to get a referral to then go to another doctor. And every single one of them is charging your insurance as you go. I mean, you look at our friend Evan. I mean, he, I don't know if I'm supposed to divulge this. Probably don't. Okay, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) So, I mean, you can, there's just multiple times that, like, you go to a doctor, you get a referral because the doctor's like, I can't do that. And then they have to go to another doctor, and that doctor's like, oh, well, this is what's happening. And then you, you know, freak out and you go get another opinion or a third, a second or a third opinion. Every single one of them is charging your insurance. So, like, they're all just making shit tons of money off of you. And, like, I look at whenever I go out to, I'm sorry, I'm really going off a, a, a freight train here. Um, <laughs> half my soapbox. Um, and so like, I've looked at like a breakdown of just going to get my blood work done and go to the doctor just to be prescribed prep, like period. It's uh, ridiculous. I mean, to get my blood work done, I pay $60 for a copay, but everything that's charged is over a thousand dollars for getting blood drawn and tested. Uh, over a thousand dollars, and then when I go to my doctor, it's like seven hundred dollars just to see him, for not even twenty minutes. Yep. Like for him to say yes, you you get this prescription, go about your life. Like he looked at a tablet, said my results were good, and sent me on my way. Like healthcare in America is so fucked up, and that's like my biggest ticket item till the day I die: healthcare and gay rights. Yep. Those are my biggest thing. Anyways, so back to baby killers. <laughs> Welcome. Um, so she, her insurance ran out, and they. Uh, just had to get out. Yeah. So her condition did not improve. Uh, she began to self-mutilate and refused to feed her children because she, she thought they were eating too much. Uh, she hallucinated often, believing that there were cameras in the ceiling and that the cartoon characters on the television were speaking to her and her children. So we think schizophrenia? A bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a plethora of other things. Other th- okay, great. Um. So in an interview that I watched, she describes it to the prison psychologist saying, quote, they'd been eating some candy one morning and we had the TV on cartoons and it just flashed a scene where the comic cartoon characters were talking to us and they 
they were saying, hey, kids, stop eating so much candy. And then the set flashed back to the program. After being released from the hospital for the first time, she was soon back to the hospital after taking a knife to her own throat and begging her husband, Rusty, to let her kill herself. Wait, okay, I'm sorry. Fast forward, or I'm sorry, rewind before that. She was watching cartoons, cartoons and while the her cartoons kids were eating were candy. To her. And then the cartoons were like, hey, stop eating so much candy, kids. And then it went back to the program they were watching. Like, the television broke the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. That was like, you, these specific kids, stop eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then say that another sentence again. I was distracted. Uh, then she went, t- took a knife to her own throat and begged her husband to kill, let her kill herself. Okay. Wow. Um, so she was readmitted to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, and the hospital gave her Haldol, uh, an antipsychotic. Her conditions immediately improved. Uh, soon after she was stabilized, they prescribed her this medication full time. She was released to her husband's care, uh, and they moved into a small home in Clear Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same summer, Andrea suffered a more nervous, more nervous breakdowns and more suicide attempts, and then she was officially diagnosed with postpartum psychosis, which is different than postpartum depression, but very similar. You have the baby, and instead of being sad, depressed about it, you are, you are crazy. Well, I feel like that's like a progression. Yeah, <laughs> no? we shouldn't say crazy. You oh, okay. are you, you are, are um, not in your right unstable. mind. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so after coming from the hospital the second time, Andrea's doctor urged her to never have any more children mm-hmm. because it would it's worsening the symptoms. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that, that should have been something that was said during all of this. Yeah. At this point, please don't have any more children. Yeah. Um. After. Seven months after being released from the hospital, she conceived her fifth child. Oh, great. She stopped taking Holodol to ensure a healthy birth. Uh, Mary, Did the doctors not tell her if she could or could not have that? She just didn't. Oh, cool. Um, Mary, their fifth child, was born on in November of 2000. Things seemed all right, but in March of 2001, Andrea's father died. Yates then stopped taking medication mutilating herself or she mutilated herself and she read the bible fervishly mutilating are we talking about like cutting because cutting. i feel like during that time cutting was like a thing popular thing i don't yeah. want to say popular that's not was but if prevalent. it was it's prevalent there you go yeah um she stopped feeding mary the child the baby mm-hmm. and then she entered a catatonic state for 10 days like just staring and not eating or doing anything mm-hmm um, she should probably be at the verge of death at that point. Well, she's in the hospital. Oh, okay, cool. Not cool. <laughs> yeah. Coincidence. Oh, correct. <laughs> um, on April 1st, 2001, she came under the care of Dr. Mohammed Sayed. Uh, she was treated and released, but they did not prescribe her Haldol, which had worked in the past. Mm. Um, on May 3rd, 2001, she degenerated back to a near catatonic state. Filled the bathtub in the middle of the day. Um, later, she would confess that she had planned to drown her children that day, but had decided against doing it. She was hospitalized the next day after a scheduled doctor visit. Her psychiatrist determined that she was probably suicidal and had filled the tub to drown herself. Oh, cool. 
So everybody's just making assumptions yeah. here. Like, oh, 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 she's not trying to die. This is what she meant. She's trying to die because she's had suicide attempts in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all just so fast. And so, I mean, going back to the rant again, it's all just so, like, churn in as much money as possible. Like, I'm not focused on this patient. I'm not focused on their mental health. I'm not focused on their actual health. I'm just trying to make as much money as possible. So you're well, in, you're she, out, you're gone. Bye. I'm sure she was telling her doctors that she was talking to somebody because the Warneckis were there therapist why is she not seeing a there an actual therapist i'm not needing to hear some bible thumper trying to be a therapist i need to hear that you are in a actual licensed, licensed professional role. Yes, thank you um so june 20th 2000 or a psych ward yeah like all after suicide attempts shouldn't you be put in the psych ward for some period of time i'm, I'm probably not then Maybe now a lot of a lot of legislation came out of this case. So some things that we do now can be routed back to yeah. this. Um, but there were so many warning signs, mm-hmm. and Andrea cried out for help multiple times. Multiple for multiple year, for times. decades, she has been crying out for help since she was a child. When she tried to commit suicide, she said, "There's something that is not firing." The same correctly. way, so don't say correctly. I don't want to say correct. Something, yeah. <laughs> something yeah. is different in me. Something is firing differently in me than other people. And I need help With in that. some way. Yes, exactly. So like, yeah. it's just like a, a baffling phenomenon to me that it's just like, you have seen these symptoms for 40 years now, 40 something years. So you said that, that she tried she to commit suicide at the age of 17, 64 Seven, six, eighties. Yeah. Okay, fine. So, yeah, there's a lot of people that failed, Andrea. Yeah. Um, the country. She, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Medical systems, her husband, yeah. her family. I just, I'm very passionate about... about I don't think her, her family. family. Rusty's family, definitely, and Rusty. Mm-hmm. I, I'll get to oh, it the at husband. the end, yeah, okay. but um, yeah. I'll get to it at the end. I even forgot about him. Like, yeah. you're married to her. So, June 20th, 2001, Andrea woke up at 8.10... Her husband left for work against Dr. Sayed's recommendation that she'd be supervised 24-7. His mother, Dory Yates, was scheduled to arrive one hour later. They were letting her stay at home alone because they thought it would help her get better quicker. The mother and the husband decided that. The husband decided that. Um, In the span of one hour, Andrew drowned all five of her children in the bathtub. One by one, starting with the second oldest, John and then Paul, and then Luke, and then laid them all up on her bed, face up. She turned to Mary, drowned her. Uh, Noah, uh, Noah, the oldest child, asked his mother what was wrong with Mary, who was floating in the tub. Uh, she then, he then turned and ran away. He was trying to escape. She caught him and drowned him. He put up a fight saying, Mommy, I promise I'll be good. So was he 10? He's 7. I thought he was born in... Oh, you did 94? So you, did she know? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just trying to figure out the, the age here. Yeah, he's seven. Um, she left Noah floating in the tub and took Mary and placed her in the arms of her brother, Paul, who is supposedly the a good big brother in her eyes. While he's still alive? He's dead. They're all dead. Oh. Wait, I thought you said he was begging for... That's Noah. Oh, okay. So Noah's dead in the tub. Oh, okay. Sorry. She then calmly called the police. Um, this is the interaction from the, the 911 call. You're going to read it? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I hate this. Andrea, hi, uh, I need a police officer at home, she told the operator. After asking why, she said only, I-, I just need them to come. I need a police officer. Dispatcher, 
what's your name? Andrea. Andrea Yates. Dispatcher. What's the problem? Andrea Yates. Um, I just need them to come. Dispatcher. Is your husband there? Andrea. No. Dispatcher. Well, what's the problem? Andrea. I need him to come. Dispatcher. I know why we're com- I need to know why we're coming, ma'am. Is he there? Is he standing next to you? Andrea. No. Dispatcher. So they're trying she? to ask her, like, is somebody there with is, you? Are you being held captive? Mm-hmm. She? Andrea. Pardon me? Dispatcher. Are you having a disturbance? Are you ill or what? Andrea. Um, yes, I'm ill. Dispatcher. Do you need an ambulance? Andrea. No, I need a police officer. Yeah, and send an ambulance. She then called her husband, Rusty, and told him that it was time to come home. She was arrested for five counts of capital murder. Under Texas law, the defendant must prove that they could not discern right or wrong at the time of the event to be uh, proven criminally insane. Uh, During her confession, she was still heavily mentally ill and not under any form of medical treatment. At that point, she couldn't be. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in turn, she confessed that she knew that she was doing, and she knew that it was wrong to murder her children. Because she was mentally ill during her Because she's having yeah. revelations that yeah. she's a bad mother and her children are yeah. going to hell. So she's like, oh yeah, I remember doing that. I remember doing all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like, Yeah, I killed them. I killed them on purpose. Yeah, exactly. But while she's still under an episode. Yeah. Um, Not in her defense, but I'm just saying period. She thought they were going to hell, so she would kill them to catch them in their younger years to prevent them from committing sins that they were predestined to commit. The jury decided that this was competent enough for a confession of a confession for her to stand trial. In March of 2002, a jury reelected or rejected the insanity defense and found her guilty. Although the prosecution had sought the death penalty, penalty the jury refused the option. The trial court sentenced her to life imprisonment in the Texas Department of Criminal Justice with an eligibility of parole in 40 years. On January 6, 2005, a Texas Court of Appeals reversed the convictions because California psychiatrist and prosecution witness Dr. Park Dietz admitted that he had given materially false testimony during the trial. In his testimony, Dietz had stated that shortly before the murders, an episode of Law and Order had aired featuring a woman who drowned her children and was acquitted of murder by reason of insanity. And that was false? It was not. It, they did make an episode later, but mm. it was not out at the time. Oh. So um, how did he get that information then? He made it up. Oh. Um, Clever. Yeah. Author and later Yale University lecturer Susanna O'Malley was con- covering the trial for uh, the Oprah magazine, the New York Times magazine, and NBC News. She had previously been a writer for Law and Order and immediately reported that no such episode existed. In 2004, Law and Order Criminal Intent did air an episode, Magnificat, based in part on Yates's case. But that was after, after the, the fact. fact. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Law and Order stuff is based on true c- cases crime. that have already happened. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like they're like, ooh. <laughs> let's just make yeah. some shit up. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Um, so the appellate court held unanimously that the jury might have been influenced by Dietz's false, ten- false testimony and therefore a new trial would be necessary um, and that double jeopardy would be suspended. So it's basically a brand new trial. Mm-hmm. Where did you find all this information at? 
Um, Murderpedia or Murderpedia, Biography.com, Wikipedia. Searched everywhere for mine, and like I figured there'd be lots of stuff since it's more recent and shit like that. You've got all sorts of information. I never had any of those. Anyways, sorry. Yeah, this is well. I mean, this is a really like paramount case in in American law. Well, I feel like this one would have been too. I mean, you murdering babies. That's she's not the only one that sent it though. Is is she? Does other nurses that have killed? Yeah, there's plenty of nurses that have killed. Um, anyway, the most sorry. famous one is from like the 1800s, and she would poison all of her patients. Oh, that's fun. I'm excited for that one. Um, so, blah, 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 blah. January 9th, 2006, Yates again entered pleas of not guilty by reason of insanity. Um, and on February 1st, 2006, she was granted release on bail on the condition that she would be admitted to the mental health treatment facility. What? So th- The whole time she's in jail, they did not give her medication. But also, they're releasing her. That's what I'm saying. What to a mental health facility? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that she's not going to be released from there. While she's on, no, she's there. She has to stay there. Okay. It's like it's like when you say when you have somebody committed. Okay. Fine. So she's stay. She has to stay there, um, but she doesn't have to stay in general population jail. So, so there, there's not like a point where they're like, okay, she's doing better or anything like that, and they're like she's able to do other things or they're like, she's in like mental health jail kind of thing. Mental health jail. Okay. okay. Um, so on July 26th, I don't know anything about this. So (laughs) yeah, it's it's all kind of confusing. Yeah. Um, on July 26, 2006, after three days of deliberation, Yates was found not guilty, guilty by reason of insanity as defined by the state of Texas. She was thereafter committed to the North Texas state hospital, Vernon campus. In January 2007, she was moved to Kerrville State Hospital, a low-security mental facility in Kerrville, Texas. Localities of Texas. <laughs> so she's in Kerrville, she's where in Kerrville. Jane was at. Um, although psychiatrists for both Texas state prosecutors and her defense lawyers agreed that she was severely mentally ill with one of several psychotic diseases at the time she killed her children, um, the state of Texas asserted that she was, by legal definition, aware enough to judge her actions as right or wrong, despite her mental defect. Um, the prosecution further implied spousal revenge as a motive for killing, despite the conclusion of the defense expert that there was no evidence to support such a motive. Although the original... To get back at... Her husband. Her, for what? There's no... Do they... Because he's forcing her to have children. I, I don't think so. Yeah. I, I have no. We're, uh, Rusty Yates is just as responsible for. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Because he just did nothing. He's like, oh, she's fine. She's fine. Get over it. Like, yeah. she's fine. There's, I'm, I believe I. I think that War, War, what's his name, Warzinski, is also responsible. Warnicky, yeah. Warnicky, I think he is go. too. He's he has a cult. Yeah, they he are created a cult. a cult. Like, okay, I'm. I have a rant, but we're going to wait. Okay. Um, yeah, they're trash people, and they're still doing the same fucking thing that they've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it just shaming people. Yeah. That's how their religion works, is they're shaming people. Yeah. Um, so, although the original jury believed that she was legally aware of her actions, they disagreed that the motive was for spousal revenge. Yeah. Um, so there are two different viewpoints on the case, and as time goes on, I think more people are coming to the realization of, Mental illness is a real concern. Oh, yeah. Um, and that we should all be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a sin that Andrea had to kill her children for us to talk about mental illness as something that is not a weakness and disposition, mm-hmm. but as a true medical condition and not something that they, people should be ashamed of. Exactly. 
Um, at the time, there were people who thought that uh, Andrea was guilty and that she should be put to death for her crimes, including the assistant district attorney. Um, she stated, the method in which she killed her children was intentional. If she had started with Noah, the oldest, Paul could have gone to get help, which doesn't make any sense. Noah, you killed the oldest first, and then the second oldest can go get help. Why wouldn't you? She didn't kill the oldest first. The oldest could have gone to get help when he was killing the second oldest. Mm -hmm. it, she's, but also, she's, she was disgusting, this woman. Yeah. But also, that doesn't make any sense. Because I look at my little nephew. He's six. He's six. And if something like this, I'm not saying my sister would ever do something like this, but like I'm trying to imagine the situation. Because, you know, I have a very large imagination, which is why I... Love slash hate doing these different uh, this podcast because I imagine all these situations like being actually real, and so like I'm trying to imagine like these little kids from like my nephews, for example, and my nephew's six, and it's like I can't imagine that he's watching my sister murder, murder Ryder. Like uh, I probably shouldn't say that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and it's just like I couldn't imagine something like that happening, and dash to be able to discern whether or not he's, I need to get out of the house. I need to leave. I need to get out. He's the, just going to see mom doing something like, mom, why are you doing this? He's not going to be like, I need to run out and I need to get help. He's a six year old who loves his mother and will love his mother no matter what. He has not gotten to the point where he needs to know whether or not mom's doing right or wrong. He doesn't know what right is right or wrong really is at this point yet. So, yeah. I mean, that's She's a stupid argument. This yeah. woman is stupid. Um, she also said, if she had gone next door and killed the neighbor's five children, there would be no question. We're not talking about her killing other ch people's children. We're talking about her killing her own children, we're not which going... she has control over. Exactly. We're not just going to be like this wild imagination. We're not opening up this wild... If she like, killed wild... the people next door, yes, then she would be a murderer. Yeah. But she didn't. She killed her own kids because she was sick. And she's still a murderer, <laughs> regardless. Um, she also said, I don't have pity for her. I have pity for the children. They never had a chance in that home. They were little. They were defenseless. I think that there has to be responsibility for adults. She had different avenues available to her, and this was a choice that she made, and I'm glad that she's been held responsible. People who don't, who have, sorry, I'm tapping the table again. People who, I get intense and I have to tap things. People who have mental health issues don't necessarily know that they need help. And, yeah. Especially after this many and times. And they don't know which help to take. Exactly. Especially in Texas. Especially she thought she United was taking States. the right help, yeah. help by going and to listening to these listen crazy to cultists. Bible thumpers. Oh, God. Yeah. it's The whole case is really sad. That is... Because, that, like, all of this could have been horrendous a number of times. The first time that she went to the hospital and was only there for two days, they should have said, you after self-mutilation, after, you know, suicide attempt, like, all this shit, she should have been admitted to a therapist. She should have been looking for mental health uh, support. I mean, this is all things... Houston is supposed to be, like, one of the biggest cities for healthcare in the nation. Mm -hmm. And we can't even help people that are 20 miles away. Not even that. I don't know how far league city is from here. Clearly, well, she also, I mean, it, it has to do with people's mindset yeah. too, because she thought that's a weakness. That's not something that I can prescribe to myself. I don't want to be thought of as weak. So I cannot go to a therapist, but also being part of the, a cult, mm -hmm. the cult is basically saying like, you're a, a terrible person. Your children are terrible people. Like the entire situation is, 
Fuck that. Yeah. It, it lets down a whole lot of people. Well, I feel like Kindle on the 4th of July episode. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the one of the contributing factors in this murder was Rusty Yates. Yeah. I think he was just as guilty as Andrea. Uh, he knew that she was sick, uh, but his fanatical religious convictions were the reason that they continued to have children. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to have any more children. Mm-hmm. Especially she after she the was doctor sick said, after one child. Yeah. Before one child. She knew she was sick before one child. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't have foresaw that she would be sick with her children. Mm -hmm. Um, But after you did know that she was sick Mm -hmm. with her children, why would you continue to have more children with the woman? Exactly. She had a suicide attempt at the age of 17. That's already a sign of depression. That's already, or some sort of mental illness. Not necessarily depression. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional. Don't listen to me. Um but that's like a sign already that you have some sort of mental mental illness and you need assistance. Mm-hmm. And this is something that he knew before he started having children with her or should have known. I don't know. Yep. Um, they were, unf- they were unfit to be parents. Mm-hmm. If he was going to leave her alone without the children, they were unfit to be parents because mm-hmm. he knew that she was ill. Uh, I think he's complicit in the crimes and he had said more things to lead me to this conclusion. He stated um, before while he was transporting her to Devereaux treatment facility that all the depressed people needed was a swift kick in the pants to get them motivated. So he was uh, mentally abusive. Yeah. Basically. Mentally Um, degrading. I don't want to say necessarily abusive, but mentally degrading. I think in the case of Andrea Yates, where she was definitely depressed and he knew she was depressed and And he'd been in those meetings with the doctors with her, that was abusive. Yeah, that's true. Um, Susie Spencer, who interviewed him and quoted him, uh, quote, she made a quote that he said about having more children. He said, if someone asked you if you wanted a Mercedes, but told you that you would be sick for two weeks after, I would take the Mercedes. Wow. One, that analogy is really disrespectful yeah. because you're not sick for two weeks. Mm-mm. You're sick for life. Yeah. And you need to be treated for that for the entirety of your entire life. And just be so that he could have what he wanted. Yeah. He's disgusting. So basically, I got this trophy and I had to deal with the consequences for it. I'd still cho- choose the trophy again. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. What a fucking bitch. I mean, it's that the whole railroad thing where one person you know is on one side of the mm-hmm. tracks and you could switch it and go to the other side, but well, there's, there's five, five people, people that you, that you don't, don't know. know. Um, so he thought killing five people would be fine. I hate that. Um, on the other side of the argument is that mental illness is real and mm-hmm. it should be addressed. She was guilty of murdering her children and it is horrific. But there were plenty of times where she could have gotten help, but it was taken from her by mm-hmm. her religious, ridiculous religious fanaticism, mm-hmm. her selfish husband, and a medical industry that does not care about people, just money. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like my rant. <laughs> I wrote that before you said it. Um, if she had killed herself, would that have been any better? No. No. But this is the alternative. The outcome. We have someone who's dead. Period. There's going to be somebody dead either way if you yeah. don't get this woman help. Exactly. And nobody got her help and five so people now died. Now there's one person in jail and five people dead. So If you do not men- treat mental illness, it is likely to get worse. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the harm of yourself and others, i.e. mass shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, Welcome to America. Mm. So we have to stop making it shameful for people to say that they have a problem. 
and that it's okay and that the best thing that they can do is get help and be proud of them for mm -hmm. that. Uh, because I think the saddest thing about the story, and it's a quote from this Susie Spencer, and it really is, it, it sums it up very well. Mm -hmm. The cruelest thing in the world for Andrea um, to become healthy again and realize what she did. Could you live with that? Could you leave, Could a mother live with that? Not knowing before that you killed your children, you thought you were doing the right thing when you killed your children, but then you got healthy. You tape, took the medic medicines to rebalance yourself, mm -hmm. and then knowing you killed your children for yeah. the rest of your life. That you killed five children, five of your children that your came own out children. of you. Yeah. And that's Andrea Yates. Yay. I know that you've told me this story before because all of this is a reminder, um, but it's you went much more in depth this time, which was deeper, darker, and spoopier, scarier, actually. Not even spoopy. This is scarier than anything that I had experienced previously uh, because sometimes spoopy podcast does get serious sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is one of those like clear situations, like I've already discussed, is that she cried you said this she cried for help multiple times and no one did anything about it like we mm -hmm. had number of people that failed her her mother that didn't show up on time who agreed with the husband to say well yeah that's sure. rusty's mom not her mother oh okay so rusty was that mom don't show up okay fine then that's once again the husband failed to do this the doctors multiple doctors over time failed her i mean she had different instances where she was hurting herself and not the children all those people failed her. Like, I can only imagine the healthcare system was like, oh, I can't treat you for that. You need to go to the, see this doctor. And so she had to wait three weeks before seeing the next doctor or longer before she got any help and probably canceled the appointment. Like, you yep. don't know what's happening because that's what healthcare is nowadays. One of my friends was in pain for, like, on her stomach. And one of the doctors was like, oh, it might be ovarian cysts. So they were like, here's your referral for this thing. And they didn't have appointments for a, a month and a half. So if she had something going on with her like body and they didn't have appointments for a month and a half. What if she had died in that period? Like the healthcare system here is fucked up. And so the fact that like, there's also mental health care that is already a stigma. Like, like you said, there's a massive stigma against mental health I issues here at all. You need to get help. Yeah. Period. Mental health is not a weakness. It's not. It is an imbalance of chemicals in your brain to where you don't, you can't discern things the way exactly. that you should be able to. Exactly. And to say that somebody's weak for that, mm -hmm. they can't help it. I think the opposite. I think if someone's going and getting help and getting, you know, going to a therapist and all this stuff, I think that you are a strong human being. You are 100% loved. And I appreciate every single fact about you that you are going and treating. Tre my, I, you know my motto is treat yourself. All mm -hmm. the time. You know I love to treat yourself. You are faux show treating yourself. You only have one body and one life. Exactly. And if you don't do right by yourself. Exactly. That's all for naught. Exactly. Like, I mean, you have no other option. So if you're neglecting yourself, honestly, that's on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you, you need to be a little bit selfish sometimes. You need to say no sometimes. You need to go out and do your thing all the time. And if you're not doing that... You are hurting yourself in the long run. So go take care of yourself. Go take care of your mental health. Go to the doctor. Go to the therapist. Go do what you need to do 
to make yourself feel better and make yourself feel right. So I think RuPaul says it best. Mm -hmm. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen up in here? Amen. amen. Um, also, because <laughs> I didn't get to do this rant earlier, the whole idea behind uh, Warnicky. There we mm -hmm. go. I got it this time. And his cult and his following irritates the absolutely ever-living, ever-loving, motherfucking fucks out of me. Yeah. Just irritates me beyond end. Because I already, to all of our followers, <laughs> please take this with a grain of salt. I already have a opinion about religion, period. Because we already know that I don't subscribe to any religion to begin with. And so that is already an issue to me to begin with that I, I already see a lot of, I already have my own scathed opinion on religion, seeing that all of it is a cult in my opinion. So when we have this sect of Christianity, which I also have opinions on, but we'll resist saying things that that is just really, um, I hate that. Like I, I, there's no other way that I can say it is that these people took this book that was written 2000 years ago to, or not even that less than that be based on something that happened 2000 years ago and said, this is what we need to live by. And so many people are like, I mean, even taking this mental, even though she was a mentally ill person, she took on these ideas that were poison, were poison to her. They, they were poison to her. They were poison to her family. Obviously, she killed five people, five children. Um, that just, like, you can't embody these ideas and this um, uh, poison. The best way is, is poison to, to put that, to say, I'm going to live by the laws of this idea that this man in this book, like, put inside of me instead of living by the laws of nowadays and i know that we joke about laws the ain't no laws without claws and claws were only recently <laughs> created i mean but <laughs> i don't remember anything before drinking white claws. that was what a year ago so um it's it just like you have to i would say so i'm mildly religious mm -hmm. i would say mm -hmm. um and i'm not trying to be insulting so I'm, i know no, that like yeah, your family sure. is and, and like a lot of people that probably listen to our podcast are shout out to gloria i know that she's got but i would uh, say it's the most important thing about a religion or having some sort of belief system mm -hmm. is that not to bring people down exactly why would you want to bring anybody down it's Preaching about love hate. and it's about acceptance of others and having a better world and you don't get a better world by saying this is what you don't do mm -hmm. because That's people know what not to do. I hit the, the entire time you kept on saying like, Oh, this is a sin. And this is a sin. It's like, what the fuck is a sin? Why the fuck does that matter? We have laws that put you in jail and we have laws that keep you out of jail. Like <laughs> simple as that. That's what you should buy by this whole idea of like eating pork is a sin or adultery is a sin or fucking your boyfriend is a sin. Like these are not eat pork and fuck your boyfriend. Don't Just hurt anybody else. <laughs> Eat pork and fuck your boyfriend. <laughs> Just if you have an STD, then don't fuck your boyfriend. If you're allergic to pork, probably don't eat pork. Don't eat that. But but if you're not either of those, by all means, girl, go, go ahead. It. Yeah. So that's like my thing is like you keep saying, not you, but like people keep saying this is a sin, this is a sin. It's like why the fuck does that matter? Live your life as long as you aren't killing people or hurting people in the long run. Just love each other. Maybe I'm a hippie. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone just come and love each other. Like, why the fuck does it matter? I would say that there's a lot of people out there that 
say what other people do or sins yeah. are worse than the people that they're 100%. saying. 100%. I mean, I've talked about my born-again Christian neighbors that grew up next to us. They I'm went to Spoiled church. fucking Halloween. They were so spoiled. Well, not spoiled my Halloween. Well, that's, I'm still bitter about that. But <laughs> they were spoiled rotten brats. Um, what if they listen? Oh, well, I don't care. Uh, they were spoiled rotten brats all the time. Um, and they were, the entire lot of them were just bitches. I mean, all the time, they were, like, mean to each other. They were mean to their friends. They were, like, so, like, all this, there was just so much hate coming from them. And then, Because like, it, it allowed to them church. to give a, a higher, it allowed them to feel higher. Exactly, a hierarchy. to be able to look mm-hmm. it down at people. Yeah. So they had this, like, like, feeling of being better than other people. And so they were like, oh, okay, well, then, you know, if I'm going to church three times a week, like, all my sins are forgiven. I don't care. What your sins are, you're still a bitch. Like, simple as that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, I need well, to digress. <laughs> that's an hour and a half of our spooky podcast. <laughs> I love that we ended on me ranting. <laughs> yeah, don't we always? Yeah, pretty much. You loud bitch. I'm always angry and I'm always yelling. <laughs> so, um, don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, um, absolutely. Hit the. Is there a like button somewhere uh, on this page? Like, subscribe, heart us. What does Twitter do? That's heart, right? Favorite, yeah, yeah, favorite yeah, yeah, heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Well, I'm talking like on whatever uh, platform they're oh, listening on right now. Oh, I don't know. Right I on Spotify. Subscribe. Subscribe. But if there's like a heart on the page somewhere, do it. Go ahead and click it. Just click it. So there's a review button. Click that. Write a couple things. Be like, said Say, Chris talks a lot and he's loud and Spencer's very handsome because we all know that. Okay. Those are all true things. Okay. So uh, that's our spoopy podcast at ourspoopypodcast.com. Uh-huh. Our spoopy podcast at our spoop on Twitter or Facebook. Facebook. Uh, our spoopy on Twitter and our spoopy podcast on Instagram. Instagram.com. And if you want to uh, give us a shout out or let us know what topics you want to hear about or what topics you've loved, make sure you send us an email at our spooky podcast at gmail.com. Oh my God, I love when we say things together. Yes. <laughs> you know what else we love to say together? Take what? a listen to our sister podcast. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, about space stuff. <laughs> space stuff? Yeah. They don't talk about space stuff anymore? Uh, I don't, uh, do they digress? Oh. Oh, well, things really changed. Uh, it went out the rails in the past two weeks. <laughs> I mean, Emilga. Yeah, it really changed things. <laughs> I like to say her name wrong the whole time. Amalda. Amilja. Amalda. Um, yeah, so, uh, give me a listen. I love listening to their podcast. Honestly, I think I've already talked about this. Actually, I remember I talked about it on the last podcast because I've learned so a lot, so much. I mean, there, I am such like a baby gay that is like in my little, like, Oh, I don't need to know anything else about history. And then I'm I have like, a fan. What are you talking good. about? I'm just clacking things and I'm gay. It doesn't matter. And like learning about like where we've come from, I'm like, Holy shit. Like, Gay it's been history, a long yeah. Road and you can't see the end of it still. Yeah, there's the episode that I guess came out today, Sunday, that we're supposed to this episode's supposed to come out on. <laughs> this has been out since midnight, Chris. What are you oh, talking sorry. about? Um uh, a midnight on Sunday in the future. The guy who tried to the uh, assassination about of Gerald Ford, right? Oliver Sipple. Yeah, Al- Oliver Sipple. There you go. There's his name. Um I mean that whole situation, like him not being able to 
live be his gay. life. Yeah, be gay because uh, I mean he was basically outed by Harvey Milk, and you know it just all of it was just a lot. So I mean that that's a gay history that you don't hear about. Or the daughters of Belitis. Like I heard about that one on my way back to San Antonio. I like to listen to them on long drives because it yeah. <laughs> keeps me company. It makes me feel like that's I'm not like alone. Our podcast. <laughs> if you, if you're driving to Dallas, give a listen to our <laughs> one <spooky> podcast. <laughs> You'll get there in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Um, so I think it's a good stopping point. Yeah, I think it's great. Why don't we keep uh or let's get spoopy with let's it? Let's get spoopy with it. Always. <laughs>